This is the Mutual Audio Network. Shut up and listen. The following audio drama is rated restricted for anyone listening under the age of 17. Frequent or prolonged examples of adult situations, violence, or coarse language may apply. Ooh, this should be good. Yes, come in, please. Path to Rodriguez. Yes, Pamela. Mr. Bellman from Bellman Animation is here to see you, sir. Thank you, Pamela. Please show him right in. Yes, sir. Right this way, please. Thank you. Thank you very much, young lady. Would you mind leaving us alone, Pamela? Thank you very much. Yes, sir. Pastor Rodriguez, how are you? Well, I've been better, Mr. Bellman. I'd like to talk to you about the project that we hired your animation company to work on for our children's entertainment division, namely the animated gospel. Well, if scheduling is what you're worried about, Pastor, I wouldn't. I have my entire staff of Korean animators working on that 24-7 to bring you the best animation Asia has to offer. Well, I'm not arguing with the quality or the scheduling of of the production there, Mr. Bellman. It was more to do with the content. Uh, such as what, sir? Well, for example, the story of Jesus in the desert. Well, that's one of my favorites. I supervised it personally. Yes, well, we were expecting a more classical, uh, biblically accurate interpretation of the story where Jesus resists Satan's temptation uh, to give him the entire world if he will but bow down and worship him by standing firm on the words of the Lord. Yes. Well, in your version, you have our Lord and Savior running through the desert at extremely high speed, making strange beep beep noise noises while Satan chased after him on a pair of jet-propelled skates, at which point Jesus makes several right-angle turns and Satan goes off a cliff and disappears down to the bottom of a canyon with a puff of smoke. Well, if that's not a complete defeat of the forces of Satan, I don't know what is, sir. Later on, when Jesus chases the money changers out of the temple, you have him eating a can of spinach before he does it. And if that's not classic, I don't know what is. Later on, you also have our Savior and his disciples traveling around Judea in a van solving mysteries. Oh, a killer merchandising deal for that coming up with Burger King. Just you wait. Well, the merchandising wasn't the primary consideration when we started this project, Mr. Bellman. In fact, you seem to have studiously ignored the message of the Gospels and leave placing products to sell everywhere. I mean, look at this scene from where Jesus casts the demon out of the possessed woman. This woman's soul is mine, Jesus, and there's nothing you can do to save her now. <laughs> That's where you're wrong, Legion. You've fallen right into my trap. What? Your demonic possession beast requires pure darkness, and I will play my Light of the Spirit card. My demonic possession beast! No! What in the hell was that all about? Why was Jesus' hair all spiking? Why were they playing cards against each other? Well, that's for the collectible card game, Lordio. What? What are you talking about? Well, you have to build this deck, see? And one side plays Jesus, and the other side plays Satan. And the object of the game is to knock each other out. That's enough of that. That is absolutely enough of that. Look, I hired you to create an animated version of the four Gospels to inspire children and try to get their souls saved. Not not to buy a bunch of this crap all over the place. What's wrong with you? Look, this. I'm sorry, but this entire deal is off. Really, that's too bad that megachurches have already placed 10 million pre-orders on the Lord EO starter decks. I really don't care about how much what on who? 10 million pre-orders for the starter decks for the Lord EO card game at $10 each. I suppose at this point in the joke, my resolve for the support of the gospel is supposed to hypocritically fail in the face of this much money. Yeah, then we probably do something pointing out the hypocrisy of organized religion in the face of wealth. Pretty predictable, really. Should we just get right on to the show? Yeah, well, once we got past the Yu-Gi-Oh joke, it was all downhill. Yeah, I got it. All right, September 15th, 2005, you're experiencing technical difficulties. Please stand by. Now, how does this card game work again? Well, first you got to buy one of the starter decks. You have to go ahead and get this thing called Booster Packs. And that's the best 
hello again, and welcome back to Technical Difficulties. I'm your host, Kyan Chris Conroy. I'm flying solo again this week, providing you with all the writing, all the voices, and all the funny. You have no one to blame but me. Well, last week, as you were listening, you noticed that I said I was going to be doing a show on Thursdays instead of Wednesdays from now on, and this is my first Thursday show, and that was that would give me one extra day be able to load this show with all kinds of really cool features and new items and all kinds of brand new stuff. And um, as usually, life promptly rose up on its hind legs and smacked me in the head, uh, thus delaying my actually getting to the show for an entire day. What are you going to do? This is basically going to be a standard issue show, and hopefully next week I'll have some of those brand new features for you. Anyway, it was nice to give myself a little bit of a extra break, I suppose, but uh, it wasn't really a break. Things have been interesting around here, let's just say that. And... Uh, Well, whatever. You don't need to know any of this stuff because it's not important. We're going to move straight on to the show then, and let's begin, shall we? Hey there. Trying to get into the pants of that hot art school chick, but don't have the stomach for the art school film festival? If you're trying to land a boyfriend who does more than just grunt and scratch, but don't have time to peruse the foreign film and indie film shelf at your local video store, well, the makers of Cliff Notes are proud to present contracted synopsises for artsy-fartsy movies. Each one of these DVDs comes with a synopsis point and 500 abbreviated films from your independent and foreign film section. Bergman, Kurosawa, Fellini... Bertolucci, they're all here. With easy-to-remember cast and crew lists and plot points, you'll be talking shop with that film geek in no time. And after that, a night of unbridled passion is just one glass of chartreuse and a few Sherman cigarettes away. Also brought to you by Braingasm, quality sex toys for mental masturbation. This week's special, IQ Synapse Lube for those extra slippery thoughts. That's right, Braingasm. We blow your mind. The rain had finally stopped. But now the Santa Ana winds had kicked in in full force. Here I was, trudging up the driest hill I've ever been in my entire life, meeting a total stranger in the dark by the Hollywood sign. Just a few hours earlier, I'd gotten out of the hospital because this same man had shot me, point-blank right in the chest. I spent a week in the hospital under the knife. Before they found me, got that huge knife off my chest and managed to dig the bullet out. And all this because this man claimed he wanted to help me in my investigation. An investigation of the murder of a rich gallery owner, whose body had been found inside a gallery with no windows and no doors. This was turning out to be one of my strangest adventures ever, but I wasn't about to let that stop me. A lot of my drinking buddies say I have to be crazy to do this job. <laughs> I say crazy like a fox. Then they usually just correct me and say, no, regular crazy. They're probably right. But then again, you gotta be a little nuts if you want to make your living. On the cop beat. Culled from the files of the Los Angeles Police Department, and then adapted for radio by having a truck run over it several times, we present Cop Beat. My name is Frank Melman. I'm a detective working for the L.A. Police Department, Homicide. Tonight, I find myself strolling along in front of the Hollywood sign up a dark, steep hill. The sprawl of the Los Angeles city lays before me, its lights glittering in the darkness like, um, like many, many lights. Yeah, that'll do. I'm supposed to meet my informant in front of the second L. He didn't specify whether he was looking at it from the front or the back. That does leave quite a bit of distance as the Hollywood sign is actually quite huge up close. Intimidating. I'd have to have one of those big letters fall on me. It's actually one of my greatest fears. Ever since I suffered a trauma while watching Sesame Street as a child. Giant letters, numbers falling on me. 
And the fact that they never listened to Big Bird about Snuffleupagus. God, I hated that show. Yeah, I was always an Electric Company fan myself. What? Oh. <laughs> I know that voice. Sorry to interrupt your internal monologue slash exposition there, Melman. Mackie the Squeal. You're the one who put a bullet in me, Mackie, because I'm ready for payback time. Don't, uh, don't lay that one on me, Melman. I'm here on behalf of somebody else. I wasn't the one who shot you or gave you the message. I'm just here to relay the message for my employer. Employer? Is the Orkin man hiring to show what he gets rid of? Oh, I've been wounded by Melman's rapier wit. Let's do this fast, Mackie. You know what I think of you. Yes, I do. And while I appreciate the flowers, I told you then and I'm telling you now that I'm still holding out for the true love of my life. Yeah, your loss. So what's the message? Just a couple of clues for you, Melman. My employer sees a vested interest in you tracking down the killer of Horace Bildsterner. How did Bildsterner die? According to the coroner's report, he was suffocated. With what? Well, that's the strange thing. According to this, it says he was suffocated with a giant clock. Close, but not exactly. He was killed with a giant pocket watch. A melted pocket watch. Why does that sound familiar? Really? Does that conjure up any memories? Memories? Yeah. Hey, uh. wasn't there a famous painting by that Spanish guy? That uh, mm. persistence of memory, that's mm-hmm. it. It's Salvador Dali painting with melted pocket watches. Well, Melman, I'm impressed. You're neither as stupid nor as artistically illiterate as I thought you were. Are you saying Salvador Dali committed these murders, but he's been dead for years? Well, you aren't literate anyway. Bildsterner specialized in surrealist paintings. That's why his gallery had no windows or doors. That is a pretty appropriate place to handle a surrealist art collection. And the paintings would be totally safe in there. And so would he. Or so he thought. Didn't work out too well for him, though, did it? Yeah, well, they all thought they were safe. Wait a minute, are you saying this has happened before? Up, oh, looks like my time is up here, Melman. What? Well, I gotta be going. See Wait you a, later. Wait a minute. No. Well, my employer pays me by the hour, so uh, I can't dilly-dally, but uh, I wouldn't worry about it too much. I think you'll get the message. Little punk. Can't stand him. And he doesn't know a good catch when he sees one, either. What does he mean, I'd get the message? <laughs> what the... Oh, honestly, I can't even get away from spam when I'm on the job. All right, what does this one say? I... Hey, there's no message on this bullet. Does that mean I'm getting spammed, or is someone actually trying to kill me? Oh, Oh, wait, this one does have a message. Dear Melman, we're trying to kill you. P.S. Would you like a bigger penis? What? Fine. No more Mr. Nice Detective authorized to use deadly force. I couldn't see who was shooting at me, but there sure were a lot of them. A lot more than there were of me. And they had much bigger guns. And it seemed to me like they were real pros. Or at least they practiced a lot in their spare time. I hate people like that. They're so obsessive. They didn't know my special skill, though. All those years in the army training didn't go to waste. I've learned how to wait out a firefight. Wait for my opportune moment. Pick my targets slowly. Deliberately eliminate them one by one. I could go the distance and I was willing to wait. Good thing I brought my dinner with me. This could take longer than I thought. Next time on Cop Beat.
This being a comedy program and all, you notice that perhaps the show is a bit front-loaded with a little bit of the, well, zany nuttiness and the downright tomfoolery. Hello. We- and you are? I'm, uh, well, Tom Fullery couldn't make it, so I'm his brother Stig. Yes, well, in any event, uh, this week on the program, as I promised, there would be some changes, and I'm going to make an attempt to raise the ambient intellectual level of the program. That's good, but remember the last time we tried to do that, that Derek broke. And is Derek still broke? Well, he says he's got a job lined up, but, you know, he always says uh, he never gets one. Yes, well, be that as it may, what with this being September and St. Patrick's Day being nowhere in sight, we've decided that this week we're going to do a classic Irish fairy tale. Adapted into an audio drama and updated for modern times, it tells the story of one young man's night of uncanny terror as he sits hostage to a group of twelve strangers who enter his home from the inky darkness of the night. We give you the story of... The Horned Women. Ooh, uh, I'm sticking around for that. Sounds like a right juicy little rump fest there. One on twelve, a little good seeing in and out too. Hoo-hoo. Horned. What? Horned. Not horny women. Horned women. Oh. Mm-hmm. Are you staying or not? Well, uh, I'll stay um, Well, I'll stay for a bit and see if it's any good. But um. Right, well then just shut up and I'm going to start the music and we'll start this thing, okay? All right. We bring you the tale of the horned women. Once upon a time on a stormy night, a young man sat by a roaring fire enjoying a good book. Wow, J.K. Rowling totally rules. This book is so good I don't even want to get up and extinguish the coffee table. When suddenly at the front door there came a knock. Aw man, just as the Malfoy on Hermione sex scene was getting good. Hang on! Boy, I hope the roommates don't miss the coffee table. <coughs> Jeez, wonder who could be calling at this time of night. Can I help you? I am the witch with one horn. Did you knock just now? No, I rang the doorbell. Dude, didn't you see the please knock sign? The doorbell fell off yesterday. I know, I appear to have stepped on it just before I got to the door. Oh, it still works then? Evidently. Cool, I'll have to reinstall it tomorrow morning. Wow, thanks a lot. Whoa, what a nice old weird-ass lady. Oh. Did you ring? No! Oh, dude, the doorbell totally works now, so you don't have to knock. I am the witch with one horn, and I have come to this abode as the chosen meeting place of our dark sisterhood. What happened to your coffee table? I was making SpaghettiOs on a hot plate in the can, Uh you know, and I had it a little too close to a stack of my term papers. I see. But I did get to read my book by an open fire, and that was pretty sweet, because I've always wanted to do that. Why didn't you just build a fire in that fireplace over there? Oh, is that what a fireplace is for? Yes, well, in any event, I, as the witch with one horn, have come to prepare this place so that my sisters and I may gather and practice our dark arts as foretold. Dude! Ah! Wow, do you know you totally have, like, a horn growing out of your forehead? Oh, is that why they call you the witch with one horn? You're a stoner, aren't you? Well, uh, no, I mean, I j- yeah. Oh, I'll get it. Can I help you? I am the witch with two horns. Aw, oh, sweet, you look like a Dio cover. Is this a friend of yours, Eliza? Not hardly. Oh, wow, do you two know each other? Oh, I'll get it. I am the witch with three horns. Whoa, it cannot be a coincidence. And I am the witch with five horns. Sweet. What happened to number four? She's out parallel parking the car. I'm not about to sit and watch her do that for an entire hour. And thus, one after another, 
the horned witches filed in until as yet there were twelve. Each with a successive horn and twelve horned women filled the young man's living room. Ma'am, I have to say that I didn't think it was true, but frankly, twelve horns on one head rocks harder than I thought it was currently scientifically possible to rock. Oh, well, thank you, young man. Sisterhood of the Horn! I have summoned you here to this appointed place that we may practice our dark arts before the eyes of men and corrupt this world around us. You, young man, Jerome. Fine, Jerome. Fix us a meal. Oh, dude, I didn't know you guys were coming. I didn't get anything. I think there's, like, just a bottle of maraschino cherries in the fridge. That's all? Well, there's a bottle of Zima as well. Ugh. Oh, don't look at me, man. I didn't put it there. Well, never mind. We're getting oh, hungry over oh. here, and we're not going to be very happy witches. Sorry. Jerome! Yes? I command thee to order Domino's. Dude! What? Domino's totally supports the Republican Party. We're evil witches, remember? Oh, right. Dude, is there a 13th witch? No, there's not. Well, there was a 13th witch, but we had to ask her to leave. She had a little bit of a drinking problem. Oh, harsh. Well, I wonder who this could be then. Hey, Jerome. Hey, Tweaker. What's going on, man? I thought you had that kegger to go to. Yeah, but Cindy's parents came home a day early, so we had to cancel it. Um, we kind of got the kegs and everybody, and they're out in their car over there in the car, so we're just wondering, could we have the kegger here? Um, I kind of have some guests I'd have to ask. Well, Jerome, do you have, like, a MILF party going on here or something? No, dude, dude, they're totally witches. Hold it, hold it, hold it. Did you say keg? Yeah, I got two kegs of premium out in the truck. Do you have chips? Oh, yeah. Chips, dips, buffalo wings, all spread. Ah, well, bring it in. Party time tonight, girls. Sweet. And thus did the witches consume the beer and party all night long. And they kept the young man their prisoner, and he remained as such for the rest of his semester. At which point, all of the witches relocated to a local feminist coffee shop where they set up in the corner and reigned supreme for a thousand years. A thousand years, you say? All right, well, actually, it was more like a fortnight. Ah, I find that timeline to be entirely more plausible than the first one. Most people do. Well, I have to say that generally speaking, I am normally adverse to a barter system in which people purchase food from my establishment by telling me strange fairy tales. But in your case, I will make an exception on the single condition that you never darken the door of this delicatessen ever again. In the future, I'll be sure to bring a flashlight with me. Good thinking. Now, here's your corned beef and Ryan. Get out of here! Hello, I'm Vincent Delgado, and this is Delgado's Delicatessen. At our establishment, we have a fine selection of imported chips, fine delicatessen meats, and full catering services. We also carry a complete line of Dr. Brown's beverages and fresh matzo ball soup made daily. So come down to Delgado's and make sure to stop by the pickle jar for our handmade pickles. Just stop coming in here with your crazy stories. I am the witch with one horn, and I entreat you, sir... Can you make a sandwich that will feed 12 horned witches and 35 hungry college students? Tony, we're gonna need a chronic relief special for 47. Okay, I'm on it! Hot diggity! Well, that's the end of our uh, program for the week of September 15th. 2005. I've been your host, Kai and Chris Conroy, and thank you once again for listening to Technical Difficulties. Um, that little bit with the horned women, there's a link to that on my site. I'll take you to the original Celtic story if you ever want to read what I based this on. It's actually based on a real Irish fairy tale that 
like most actual folktales, doesn't really seem to have a point to it. It just kind of is, you know, kind of meandering and silly and doesn't really go anywhere. So I just thought I had fun with it, and I did. Uh, as usual, I always recommend you go over to NoseWaterTokyo.com to get your gifts. They're our official, unofficial sponsor. I suggest you check out Channel Surfing Wipeout at ChansurfWipe.Libsyn.com. That's my uh, other, that's the video podcast that myself and uh, Susan Grandies and David Cummer do on a weekly basis. Right now it's just rehashing, but there'll be some brand new material. In fact, there'll be some brand new material very soon. If you tune in there on Friday, there should be a brand new video waiting over there for you. That is going to be the new home of Kenji, Kenji Komeno. Uh, who you might remember from earlier episodes is Ask Dr. Kenji. It's been retitled as a video series called Kenji Spot, and it will be debuting over there on Channel Surfing Wipeout, courtesy of Dave Gatchel and Kenji Komeno. Dave is actually handling all of the editing and directing and all that, so I have nothing to do with those. The quality rests squarely on Dave and Kenji's shoulders, and they've done a fine job, I say. <clears throat> Excuse me. And, of course, I suggest you go check out Uncomfortable Questions with from my wife, Susan Grandies, at uh, suegrandies.libsyn.com. Uh, you can check all these out, these podcasts out on iTunes. And, uh, of course, there's also Strange Brain Radio with Rusty Bender. StrangeBrainRadio.com, also available at iTunes. Just go check that out, all under the comedy section there, except for Sue's show, Uncomfortable Questions, which I believe is under Talk Radio. In any event, next week, uh, you're going to see those changes I talked about. I hope, unless something else rises up and crashes into me at high speed, um, and I was planning on doing some other things like reviews and some just some stuff. You'll see. It'll be a rotating list of fun. Anyway, thank you once again for listening. I always appreciate mail. If you want to stop by techdiff.com and leave me a comment, that would be great. If you would like to uh, send me an email, you can contact me at techdiff at tcinternet.net, tcinternet.net. Spelled T C I N T E R N E T dot net. So techdiff at tcinternet.net is where you can reach me by email. Techdiff.com is where you can send me, um, you can just leave a comment on the show there. On the show notes, you can also see some of my art and cartooning on there too. I'm posting cartoons there every once in a while and art paintings that I've done digitally just because I needed an outlet for it. And um, that, as they say, is that. Uh, I will be back next week with more fun stuff and uh, the like. Thank you very much. Bye. You're listening to Friday Follies. Jokes, laughs, and guffaws to tickle your funny bone on the Mutual Audio Network. Join us tomorrow morning on Mutual for Saturday Story Circle. Bring the kids, your coloring books, and crayons and get the whole family into a great start to the day with audio cartoons. You can always subscribe to the full Mutual Audio Network feed for every day of audio drama that fits your fancy. Or discover Saturday Story Circle in your favorite podcast players like Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, or Spotify. The Mutual Audio Network. Listening and imagining together. Together.